Hello and welcome to the AMA Update video and podcast. The AMA recently unveiled the list of organizations recognized by the AMA Joy in Medicine Health System Recognition Program for 2023. Today we're talking with one of the only 10 organizations to achieve gold level recognition this year. With me is Dr. Nigel Gergra, Chief Wellness Officer at Oshner Health in New Orleans. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Dr. Gergra, let me start by saying congratulations to you and everyone at Oshner for all your hard work. Well, thank you, Todd. It's great to be back. And I just have to emphasize that uh, workforce well-being is a, is a team sport. You know, I've got a great team. Uh, our team's called the Office of Professional Wellbeing. Uh, I've benefited from fantastic uh, executive sponsorship, um, great colleagues, and also benefited from some, you know, terrific mentorship with other CWOs and and some of the thought leaders actually at the American Medical Association. Well, all your work and the teamwork that you refer to is really paying off because this is the third time that Oshner has been recognized by the AMA Joy in Medicine Recognition Program. Uh, first in 2019 and then a second time in 2021. And since then, I'd love to know what are some of the improvements that Oshner has made to its well-being program? Yeah, um, well, I think we benefited um, since the last um, joint medicine recognition from receiving a um, $2.9 million grant from PERSA. And that, uh, that's allowed us to sort of roll out, experiment um, with some initiatives around supporting our mental health needs for our workforce, some uh, initiatives um, around resilience. Um, and I think that's really helped. Um, but I think more than you know the actual initiatives, just witnessing the culture change here at Oshner. I mean, when you see other large business units at Oshner, like pharmacy, like IT, rolling out uh, initiatives, major initiatives to improve practice efficiency, uh, decrease inbox work. I mean, that's that's cultural alignment. Um, when you start witnessing boardroom discussions around workforce well-being, um, well-being featuring on department meeting agendas, uh, an openness with our executives to talk about mental health struggles. That's that's culture change. So I think more than the initiatives, I think just witnessing, um, you know, the, the improvement in, uh, you know, an overall culture of well-being has been, been fantastic. Uh, and that's so important with, with any kind of change that's the culture change that uh, sometimes can be the most difficult. And what I hear you talking about is momentum. Uh, that comes from the kind of wins uh, that you see from one department uh, that seem to spread to the other. So congratulations, because I know that kind of culture change is so hard. And that comes at a pretty difficult time, uh, because in the middle of this, of course, is the pandemic. You certainly saw your fair share of cases yeah. of COVID-19. Did the pandemic give you any insight into what was working well with your well-being efforts and maybe what still needed more work? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. So um, it really uh, forced us to to be more balanced in our portfolio of offerings. So um, Todd, pre-pandemic, our strategic areas of focus were heavily weighted around practice efficiency, uh, promoting teamwork, 
leadership development. Nothing wrong with that. that. That was, I thought, a solid strategy. But with the pandemic, and we were a, a big hotspot, we had to um, react, adapt. So we had to certainly start to focus on um, crisis support, getting down Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, focus on resilience offerings for individuals and teams, um, thinking about how do we support the mental health needs of our workforce. And we really needed to get um, more upstream, more on demand uh, when reaching our employees and thinking about how to reach them outside the traditional employee assistance program. And Todd, we also had to rethink and broaden the scope of our activities. So again, pre-pandemic, our scope was just um, around our employed physicians and APPs. Again, nothing wrong with that. But I think the pandemic illustrated to us that you can't think of one segment of the sort of overall uh, healthcare delivery ecosystem in isolation. So, um, you know, the, the well-being of your nurses impacts the well-being of your APPs and physicians. The well-being of your medical assistants plays a, a, a big role in the overall well-being of, uh, of your healthcare delivery team. So I think with the pandemic, we had to sort of had to broaden our, our um, focus to embrace all 38,000 employees. That's no small feat. I'm curious, Dr. Gerga, when you talk about, I mean, you're, those are bigger ambitions. Uh, there's more complexity, uh, richer program. How's that affected the team that has to oversee both the strategy and execution of these efforts? Has that had to grow to uh, be able to do that? Yes, yeah, so our team has grown. Uh, I think back in 2019, we were a team of about three full-time FTEs. I want to say we're around eight FTEs. But Todd, I have to emphasize that whether you're a team of three, whether you're a team of eight, whether you're a team of 20, this kind of office has to be an office of influence and collaboration. So um, eight FTEs can't be responsible by themselves to impact the overall well-being of uh, you know, an organization that has 38,000 employees. But Adding FDs, add, adding um, project managers has allowed us to take on more complicated projects that require bringing different stakeholders together, chartering a project, building a business case, um, uh, developing a guiding coalition. So it has allowed us to do a lot more in the practice efficiency space. Um, adding FTEs has also given us some capabilities to align um, with our nursing well-being activities. And then I mentioned the HRSA grant. We had to um, hire some folks to help us manage and implement the grant. So our team has grown. Curated from more than 3,000 major newspapers, magazines, and journals, the AMA Morning Rounds newsletter delivers the top stories in healthcare right to your inbox Monday through Friday. Subscribe today and check out all the AMA's free newsletters at ama-assn.org slash myinbox. That's ama-assn.org slash myinbox. You know, one of the things we talked about earlier was this issue around culture change and related to that, uh, to that is kind of the sustainability, I think, of any program that you attempt to implement. And 
I wanted to get your perspective on how Oshner has been able to keep the commitment to physician well-being so strong for so long when there, I'm sure, you're always operating in a context of change, whether it be the pandemic or executive leadership, whatever that is. How do you keep it going? Yeah. Um, well, that's a, that's a great question. I think it really starts with um, executive sponsorship and, and, and commitments. And um, honestly, um, when I took on this role, I equivocated uh, a little bit because I wasn't sure back in 2018 uh, and 2019 whether there would be um, that consistency and that commitment. But, um, you know, it's been there for the past five years. Certainly, I think having um, uh, a framework to work with, like the Joint Medicine Recognition Program, has been very helpful as well. Let's talk a little bit about that. Uh... You know, number one, the framework of the Joint Medicine Recognition Program. Uh, number two, other tools uh, that the AMA brings to the table, like the AMA organizational biopsy, uh, that are there to help health systems improve physician well-being. Talk to us a little bit about how Oshner's partnership with the AMA has helped you uh, this past year. Sure, I'm happy to, and it's helped us in a in, in a number of ways, but. I mentioned the Joint Medicine Recognition uh, Award. I think that's a framework or a roadmap. I think of the Latin expression sine qua non. It's uh, necessary but not sufficient. So it doesn't guarantee that you're going to have success. But I think without a framework like that and assessing the six organizational competen uh, competencies around well-being, it's going to be harder to make long-term change. So, But outside the Joint Medicine uh, Program, um, you know, the AMA has uh, a Steps Forward uh, website where there are all sorts of great modules um, to help you sort of guide and build your strategy around workforce well-being. It certainly, certainly helped me. Um, you mentioned the organizational biopsy. Uh, I think Oshner Health was the first um, system to, to pilot that organizational biopsy. Um, but with the Mini-Z, we've had the opportunity for five um, consecutive years, year over year, to use that survey to benchmark ourselves uh, against other organizations, not just in, the, in terms of the primary measures of success, like reducing burnout, increasing job satisfaction, but really taking a look at the drivers of burnout to the extent that you can measure culture. Can you measure perceived leadership? the sense of equity in the workplace, workflow. So all those things have been enormously helpful as we, as we build our strategy. And then I think the mentorship that the AMA has, has been able to provide um, my colleagues at Oshner. So I, I think of Chris Sinsky and Nancy Nankaville, but also folks like Michael Tuddy and Marie Brown. I've benefited significantly from their mentorship and their insights. And really the AMA has allowed us to connect with other organizations throughout the country that are going through, um, you know, a similar journey in terms of rolling out their workforce well-being programs. Dr. Gergra, I'm curious, what's on tap? How do you take a great program uh, forward? Yeah, um, so that's um, something I've been thinking a lot about lately. So um, I'm going to date myself, but. I think about James Carville and the strategy back in um, 1992 when he was building uh, Clinton's um, presidential bid plan. And that was, it's the economy, stupid. 
And I think for us, it's workflow. <laughs> um, it's been great to um, develop programs around re resilience and mental health. Those will continue to be essential. But what I'm hearing loud and clear from, from our employees is let's get back to fundamentals, practice efficiency and workflow. Um, so I think uh, another um, uh, step that I think is going to be ne uh, necessary over the next two years is we, I think, have a nationally recognized, solid, evidence-based system strategic framework around um, workforce well-being. How do we build some agil agility and decentralize those activities? I mean, the drivers of burnout in primary care in one of our community facilities uh, is going to be different than you know, what's driving burnout in surgery at our flagship hospital. So how do we develop local empowerment, local ownership to, to build uh, local programs that support the workforce well-being? So I think getting back to your, your question, I think uh, refocusing our efforts around workflow and practice efficiency and then taking a solid centralized strategy and beginning to decentralize it and make it more agile. Uh, very, very smart. I love to the focus on workflow and practical. It reminded me when you were talking about that of something that comes from the steps forward uh, body of knowledge there about uh, getting rid of the stupid stuff. And so, uh, like in any organization, that's a workflow, great module. Yeah. It, it really is. It's just kind of like, you know, people kind of work in situations where they're just uh, they they can make a change. And so. Uh, what you're saying is kind of recognize it, change the workflow, and then decentralize some of that too. That's just amazing. Dr. Gerger, Absolutely. thank you uh, so much for joining us. And congratulations again to you and the entire team at Oshner. Uh, the 2024 application cycle for the AMA Joy in Medicine Recognition Program opens on January the 12th. We want to be a part of that. So learn more about the program and how your organization can apply at ama-assn.org slash joy in medicine. That wraps up today's episode and we'll be back soon with another AMA update. In the meantime, you can find all our videos and podcasts at ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thanks for joining us today and take care.